And we'll have one last reminder. Lakehead in one, Laurentian in two, McMaster in three, Western in four, York in five, Queens in six, Ryerson in seven, Laurier in eight, Waterloo in nine, Toronto in 10, Levin in 12, Nipissing in 12, 13, Winter in 12. On October 26, 2019, the Ryerson University cross country team visited Hamilton, Ontario's Bayfront Park for the provincial championships. The OUA Championships, which is short for the Ontario University Athletic Championships, are held every October. The women raced 8 kilometers, and the men ran 10. The OUAs determine who are the fastest men and women in the province, and in 2019, the Ryerson Rams were hoping to make their mark. The team has been competing in the OUAs since its inception in 2015. Since then, the team's level has been steadily increasing with each passing season. Like the Ryerson runners, the volleyball, basketball, and other teams at Ryerson compete in the OUA circuit. All of these athletes train on a regular basis, perfecting their crafts, honing their skills, and getting stronger and quicker to be the best athletes that they can be. The cross-country team practices several times a week, always outdoors, whether there's rain, shine, or even snow. Since the cross-country, soccer, hockey, and any other teams all feature dedicated student-athletes, it should be fair to assume that they all receive the same support. Well, that assumption's wrong, and it turns out that not all student-athletes are created equally in the eyes of the Ryerson Athletic Department. Really, the main difference between cross-country and any of Ryerson's other teams is the title given to them by the Athletic Department. Cross-country is an athletic club, not a varsity team. There are 18 athletic clubs at Ryerson and 11 varsity teams. Most of these teams are bigger sports like volleyball, soccer, hockey, and basketball, each of which have two teams, one for men and one for women. The other three varsity teams are figure skating, fencing, and badminton. And this distinction, club versus team, determines whether a group gets consistent support or not. The lack of funding and support from the school does not go unnoticed by members of the team, including Megan Gadette, who has run with Ryerson for three years. I came from another university and I've seen what like kind of perks come with being on a varsity sport, which is kind of nice. Um, and there was there's a lot of things that like we had to pay out of pocket. One of the perks, as Gadette put it, is transportation to and from events. In their first couple of seasons, the cross-country team had to rent vans, dodge caravans, to get to races, looking more like a convoy of families on a road trip than a university cross-country team. Now, the athletic department lets the team rent a school bus for races. The school has its own bus, a nice coach bus painted gold and blue with words like spirit, teamwork, and unity written on it. But that unity is apparently only for the varsity teams, because the cross-country team has never even been offered the bus for a race. The runners also had to pay out of their own pockets for their uniforms, race singlets and shorts, which, compared to outfitting an entire hockey team, is actually quite minimalistic. I think our coaches are pretty accommodating and they like really work to give us the most they can. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, we're a little short on funds. The Rams have been looking to ascend from club to team status ever since 2015. But last they heard, that is much easier said than done. In previous years, the athletic department told the Rams that to be pushed up to varsity status, they would have to place in the top five at OUAs for three years in a row. To put this in perspective, the University of Toronto men's cross-country team has competed in the Collegiate Provincial Championships since 1902. That's 113 more years than Ryerson has been on the scene, and they've won the OUA title 42 times. To be fair, their last provincial championship was in 1993. 
But this is an established program, and their reputation still attracts elite runners from all across Canada. In the last decade, this 42-time OUA championship team has managed to make the top five just three times at Provincials, and not in three consecutive years. So sure, Ryerson did give the cross-country team criteria for earning varsity status, but it was ridiculously unattainable. Albert DeLapa is the head coach of the cross-country team, and he's been involved with the group since 2015. I wanted to get involved a number of years ago, and I, I just looked up Ryerson and realized they didn't have a coach. This is back when they had um, just one runner, and then nothing came of that. And then I looked it up a few years ago and saw that Tim Salane, the original coach, had started the uh, started the team. I messaged him and said, "Do you need some help? Here's my background." We talked about it and came on as assistant coach, and the rest is kind of history, right? Took over. Tim retired a couple years after, and took over as head coach. Delapa didn't see a coach want at job posting, nor was he contacted by the school's athletic department, which is what might be the case with the varsity teams at Ryerson. Instead, Ryerson's first runner, a single athlete named Stephen Hosier, who was sometimes referred to as the Lone Ram, caught Delapa's eye and piqued his interest. They called him the Lone Ram, right? And uh, so I reached out to Ryerson at the time and said, do you guys need a cross-country coach? They said, no need for it at the time, right? And then just out of curiosity, I looked back a couple years later and Tim had started the program. So it was, it was kind of, you know, fluked into it a little bit, but Tim and I hit it off and had similar coaching philosophies and strategies and it worked out. Right? While the program at Ryerson is still young, the team is showing promise. This season, Rebecca Verlon and Michael Constantopoulos, two athletes who have run with the team since it was created in 2015, both posted program best results at the Don Mills Open in Waterloo. It was an 8K for both the men's and women's races. Verlon placed 8th overall in a time of 32.16, and Constantopoulos crossed the line in 9th in 27 minutes and 10 seconds. These two top 10 finishes were the best results recorded by a Ram since the team's inception. It's results like these that keep Dalapa and the Rams motivated, showing them that they're on an upward trajectory. While the cross-country team is hoping to eventually make the jump from club to team, they are not the only athletic club looking to gain varsity status. I spoke with Ben Rich, the coach of the Ryerson Baseball Club. Rich founded this club in 2013, and he has coached the Rams ever since. A former collegiate baseball player himself, Rich knows firsthand how valuable and enriching a university athletics career can be. I completed my master's of public policy at Ryerson, graduated in 2012. Personally, during my, during my undergrad, which was at Western, 04 to 08, I played on the team there, and it was the best part of my student experience at Western. So I looked at Ryerson and said, you know, there's a whole cohort of students that are missing out on the kind of experience that I had. So I assembled a coaching staff and went to the athletics department. and basically cold called the athletics department and said, I've got an idea. And... Uh, Just like the cross-country club, the baseball club at Ryerson has dealt with the struggles of lacking varsity status. So as, as a, quote, club team at Ryerson, we don't receive dedicated annual funding from the department the way other teams do. Uh, the way it works is basically uh, each year for the for since inception, you know, we've come to athletics with a proposal for a component of our season to fund. So we always have to ask, we've never been denied. I don't want to diminish the contribution that athletics has made, um, but on an average year, $2,000 of a fifteen dollars to $20,000 budget is what we're receiving. 
Rich has been pushing for varsity status for baseball since he started coaching at Ryerson. But a smaller request that he's made to the athletic department over the years has been to simply know what the criteria is for an athletic club to become a varsity team. Ivan Joseph was the athletic director when Rich founded the baseball club. Joseph left Ryerson in 2018, and Jeff Giles, an interim director, filled the spot for a year. Now, Louise Cowan has taken the helm of Ryerson Athletics. In the baseball club's seven seasons of play, there have been three athletic directors, but Rich has received little to no guidance on the path to varsity status. We were certainly told that uh, winning helps uh, perform well, and that will put pressure on the athletics department to make a change. I can't ever recall getting an absolutely clearly defined set of criteria by which if you meet X, Y, and Z, you know, then, then okay, yeah, you, you move up. In addition to baseball and cross country, there are 16 other athletic clubs at Ryerson. It's safe to say that most, if not all, of these athletic clubs at Ryerson are looking to go from club to team status. And of course, this is not feasible. It's easy to see why the athletic department cannot give as much funding to every club as they do for each varsity team, but that isn't the real issue here. Of course there have to be some guidelines to ensure that a club earns varsity status and the funding that goes with it, but a club cannot earn that status if the criteria for climbing that ladder doesn't exist. To find out more about the unattainable, or in some cases non-existent, criteria, I spoke with Nick Esquini, the head of varsity operations at the Ryerson Athletic Department. The original model that we were following uh, in our department, our, our sport model, and a lot of schools operate in a sport model or sport classification system. Our model is, I think, going on about 10 years old now um, and was developed two sort of leaderships ago. We've just kind of come on board with new leadership in the department. Um, that'll be sort of a strategic priority to look at our sport model uh, and what needs to change. I, the challenge with the original sport model is that at the time we, we had the 11 teams and we only had about eight clubs total. So it made, it made sense at the time and it does not make any sense anymore. It's, it's difficult to understand and it's difficult to execute now with 40 programs and changing priorities in the departments. In addition to the 11 varsity teams and 18 athletic clubs at Ryerson, Asquini noted that there are over 20 other sports clubs all of which are recreational rather than competitive, like cross-country and baseball. From teams to competitive and recreational clubs, there are over 50 sports programs under the athletic department's wing. And like Esquini said, the current sport model isn't made for that many groups. Esquini cites this as the reason for a lack of criteria for those competitive clubs. Probably right now there's not a hard-set criteria that a program could follow or a map that a team could follow. The athletic department is undergoing a transition with Louise Cowan as its new head, but it's still surprising that the Ryerson sport model wasn't updated before she took over. Ben Rich and the baseball team had been asking for clarity on the guidelines for becoming a varsity team long before Ivan Joseph left the school. Same with cross country and other athletic clubs. If Ryerson was willing to accept so many new athletic programs into their department, they should have updated their sport model to accommodate all of the new additions. On the cross-country end of things, Delapa certainly knows that his club is not the only one hoping to earn varsity status. But with the recent shifts in the athletic department, he's hopeful that cross-country can eventually make that jump to the next level. I think they're open to it. Like, if there's good stories and we, we start to show improvement, I think they're open to having the discussion. So it may not be as, my sense is not as rigid as it previously was, but we're still treating it 
for all intents and purposes like a varsity team, but we don't have the funding. For now, the Ryerson cross-country runners will have to go on supporting themselves without the perks of varsity status. They'll have to pay for their own uniforms and continue taking school buses to meets. But Delapa doesn't let his team get too down about this. He tells his runners something that encourages them to power forward. Future teams will be standing on the shoulders of the, of the guy, the athletes that are on the team now, right? We're building the program. These are the guys that are kind of the foundation of it, right? I think that's, you know, we're showing that more and more as we see now some of the, the runners like Mike and Rebecca that are, um, you know, just their last seasons or close to their last seasons. And the younger athletes are coming in and looking up to them. Building that legacy of athletes, uh, you know, the, to look up to or that come back as assistant coaches or guys that, uh, you know, were the foundations. The lack of funding and support from the school may be frustrating for Ryerson runners and any competitive club athletes for that matter, but they're all building that foundation for future teams. That may not pay for the uniform bills or get the teams to competitions today, but it's something to look forward to for tomorrow.